Warning, the following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. Welcome to this week's episode of this week's episode. I am your host, Evan Goldstein, and with me as always is our very own cosmonaut, Karen Randazzo. Would you hug a baby just because it cried? <laughs> and the rocketeer, Chris Randazzo. People find shaking my hand to be a disquieting experience. You didn't say the rest of it. <laughs> Want to give it a whirl? We here on this week's episode talk television. Um... Sometimes we get a little spoilery. I, I had never heard of this show before Chris brought it up. Like, I, I don't understand why. I, oh, wait, because it's on Yahoo screens. That's why I'd never heard of it. It doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> and this isn't an old show. No, this was this last year, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. April last year. Uh, we're talking other space. As I said, it's on Yahoo screens. Season one, episode five. Troubles brewing, and it took me till just before starting this episode, like us sitting down and recording, to realize the pun in that title. <laughs> I make the puns. <laughs> so, Chris, this was your choice. It certainly was. <laughs> uh, all right, so I, I wanted to keep up on the 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 thing we've been doing the last couple of weeks of modern quirky comedies. Uh, I found out about this show because of Joel Hodgson. I, I, uh, this is, there's a definite mystery science theater connection here. Oh, yeah, there uh, is. Which <laughs> makes me very happy. Uh, Joel Hodgson plays a, a space mechanic named Zalian, and there is a robot on the ship who is voiced by Trace Bilou, who was Dr. Forrester and Crow on Mystery Science Theater 3000. So... Yeah, I had to watch this show. And uh, how did you find it? <laughs> like that's the real question. No, I'm serious. Like this. Like how did I find out about it? Or how did I physically find it? Yes. <laughs> how did you find? Oh, yeah, I found out about it because uh, it just a mystery science theater group that I'm involved in. They they wound up talking about how Joel and Trace were on the show and I was like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> and then I, I looked it up. I found that it was on Yahoo Screen and I said, All right, how do I get to Yahoo Screen? And I turned on my Apple TV and there just happened to be a Yahoo Screen app right there. So <laughs> Okay. Neat. Uh so I, I, I turned it on and I there I saw that there was new episodes of community and other space. Because this is where uh, Yahoo Screen is also where the new ep- new season of Community went, and as we spoke about on this very show earlier this year, um, nobody watched either of these shows, and Yahoo lost couple million dollars on the whole thing <laughs> and already shut it down. Interesting. All right. Well. Yeah, quite. we were expecting to open up the Yahoo Screen app on our Apple TV to rewatch this episode and just see tumbleweeds go across the screen. <laughs> Yeah, it took a, a little searching to find an available app, you know, within the Apple TV settings. It, w- it was hit. Yeah. 
Like once you open it up and you start typing, like you had to type in all all of other space <laughs> to even get it to show up in a Yahoo search. <laughs> like it's still available on Yahoo to watch for free, but uh, you have to really look for it. So they're not really doing themselves any favors. So this show uh, is a very bizarre comedy, and I chose this specific episode because... Um, at first, the show is just kind of okay, and this is the episode I thought I think where they crossed the line into just complete insanity, and that's kind of where I, I I started to really enjoy the show for the rest of the season, and I'm really sad that we will very likely never get another season because I don't think anyone knows this show even exists. <laughs> um, so there's there's a it's a crew of. Uh, astronauts who went on a space mission and got sucked into another like parallel dimension and they're stranded there um and so they're trying to get home and that's kind of the plot of the show uh the captain i don't remember anybody's name just about uh, (laughs) the captain is a very not likable character um who's not extraordinarily qualified for the job his sister is extraordinarily qualified for the job, but she wound up just being his first mate because of politics, and she's extremely bitchy. Lipinski, by have, the way. Uh, was that? Lipinski, by the way. Lipinski. Stuart. Stuart Lipinski. Stuart Lipinski. <laughs> and Karen. And Karen. The aptly named bitch. <laughs> and we have, um, let's see, there's a... Uh, What's the, what's the the creepy guy's name? Um, Which one? Because I th- the the curly hair, super creepy, no fingerprints, Kent, in love Kent. with the Kent Kent Woolworth. Yes. <laughs> we have we have Kent, uh, who is extremely creepy. Um, I believe he has gills, and uh, he's mostly human and really creepy, uh, and a, a decent source of comedy. Uh, he's very dry humor and. Entertaining. Uh, there's also a computer AI um, who is personified by a pretty lady. Oh, and okay. <laughs> she's uh, rather quirky, and um, Kent is in love with her. <laughs> Wants to 3D print her a spider death body. <laughs> it's not as venomous as I would like. <laughs> You'll never hear me coming. <laughs> It's like my worst nightmare. <laughs> and then we have uh, Zalian and uh, the robot, um, who Art. are Art, uh, Trace, and Joel from Mystery Science Theater. Uh, Zalian is really just kind of a zoned out stoner, uh, and the ro- and Art is all about just you know he's kind of kind of Bender esque. Except, uh, like, if you crossed Bender with Crow, that's what you would get. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> very interesting, interesting little creature. And then you have uh, the other two crewmates. Um, the, I say, quote-unquote, super good-looking guy, uh, who's not actually super good-looking. And he's like, he's supposed to be the captain's best friend, kind of, but they don't really like each other all that much. 
Uh, Michael is who you're talking Michael. about. Michael. I think and they were best friends when they were kids, and it's kind of that thing where, like, you know, oh, went, we're friends. we were friends when we were kids, so we should still <laughs> like each other, but now we're adults and we're different people and we don't like each other anymore. I went, I, yeah. went, I went back and watched the first episode, and it turns out Michael used to babysit Stuart. That's right, yeah. <laughs> that was creepy. <laughs> and then there's the girl... Who is I don't remember her name. Tina. 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 That's right. Tina is hilarious to me because um, Tina is actually the AT and T girl in the current AT and T commercials. Damn it! (laughs) That was bothering me so much. (laughs) And uh, she's also has a small part on This Is Us, which is a show we're currently watching, like me and Karen, and uh, it's just really funny to me to see her. Especially after this episode. <laughs> uh, so th- this episode was about a um, you know, the internal ship politics uh, and uh, some of the crewmates. Well, not not the actual crewmates. Uh, they want human privileges like three D printing and bathroom access, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you know. Flush stuff and, and clog things. You know, I have big plans. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so they, they decide to, to try to come up with a, a, a mutiny plan. And uh, on the same time, ugh, God, I need to get better at people's names. Uh, <laughs> Tina and Michael, Michael uh, go on a mission to this alien planet that they've encountered, uh, which everyone's, well... The captain is super excited about, uh, but everyone else is just kind of like, all right, whatever. Um, so they they get sent down to this planet to investigate things, and when they get down there, uh, they discover that time moves extremely slowly on that planet. So while they were only supposed to be there for like two hours, they wound up being there for like, I don't know, a couple of years or something. It starts off at six hours, and I think it ends up over a year. Because yeah. they had to wait a little longer because of the robot mutiny. Because <laughs> the robot uprising or whatever. <laughs> so early in the episode, uh, the captain uh, throws the, the coffee machine. And since Zalian, uh, he asked for a raise and got it. Uh, sorry, a bonus. And he got it. He decided to quit his job so nobody would fix the coffee machine. And... Uh, I forget the details of how, but the coffee machine became sentient, uh, and the rules of robotics no longer applied to it. So uh, the thing about the coffee machine is that it spoke in coffee puns, like, all the time. Pretty much exclusively. (laughs) Pretty much exclusively. Uh, And then that took a dark turn, where he had a laser and was shooting all the humans uh, as their new overlord, who was still communicating via coffee puns. (laughs) I'm sorry, the scene where he's like, pick me up and put me in the captain's chair, and he's just rolling back and forth. (laughs) Whew. So this was this was a relatively entertaining plot, and obviously, they, and they they wanted to wind up overcoming the evil coffee machine by, um, uh, since it overrode the first rule of robotics, they determined that the uh, sorry the second rule of robotics the first rule couldn't be overridden because um, it's hardwired into all machines, and the first rule of robotics in this show is the customer is always right, so um, they they get Zalian to help them because uh, Zalian. Uh, 
decided that he wanted to be a painter, <laughs> and uh, they stole his painting and and threat under threat of destroying it. You know, asked him to fix the coffee machine, and he just went over there and swiped his card and emptied out his entire account balance and said, like, 40 million coffees, please, which just shorted out the coffee machine. And uh, that was pretty much the end of that plot. Uh, but what really sold me on the insanity of this show was the uh, the relationship that happened while they, the other two were st- – while uh, Tina and the other guy were stranded on the planet. Michael, for Christ's Michael. sake. Michael. <laughs> I can picture all these people. I'm just so bad with names. <laughs> so predictably, they wind up like sleeping together, and it seems to go in this very predictable direction. And you know, you would think that it's just going to wind up in a breakup, and that's kind of the joke. But it it takes this like really crazy turn where the two of them start. They get into this really sad relationship where he's like, "I went down to the honey pot today," and. I don't know what the honeypot is. And they get into this argument about how he makes up names for things that make up perfect sense to him. And it's like really uncomfortable. But it was the, it was and... the most docile argument ever. <laughs> <laughs> and then things got like screamy and crazy. And eventually she wound up eating his leg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They I mean, they cut back and forth between like the robot uprising plot and the planet plot. And at one point, you know, that, Tina and Michael have been screaming at each other and they go back to the ship and they cut back to Tina and Michael and they're like uh, they're civil. They're not yelling at each other anymore and she's like "Uh, I'm going to go live on my own now but we'll still be friends. I certainly won't try and hunt you. (laughs) Oh my god. The joke's on on her. It's three against one. (laughs) Because he has his rock friends. And the laugh he did when he, after he said it three against one to his two little rock friends, he did this insane laugh that I was like, okay, this guy is a comedic talent who needs to be getting more work. Seriously. And he's the guy that was in Karen's show last week. Yes. Um, he was the guy that was, was driving the cab, I think. Yeah, um, he was the manager of the Aloha Tech Center and that's Crazy right, Ex-Girlfriend. Right. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> Uh, so, um, yeah, she eventually does catch him. Like, they keep cutting away to the next few minutes of the robot <laughs> uprising, and they come back, and it's, like, a few weeks later. And they're having this conversation about it. She's just, like, leaning over him with a knife, like, I'm going to eat your leg. <laughs> and he's like, can I say some kind words to my leg before we, before it happens? And she's like, no, I'm, I'm really hungry. <laughs> <laughs> the best part of that, they cut away to do the, the robot. Okay, he does that crazy, maniacal, weird laugh. They cut away, do the little robot uprising bit, cut back, and it's him being thrown to the ground, yelling at his rock friends, how could you do this to me? <laughs> how can you betray me? Oh, glorious. Yeah. And and like the last shot of the episode, like they get through the robot uprising like, oh, I forgot about them. We should we should really teleport them back. And they teleport them back and they're screaming and he's missing a leg. There's blood everywhere. And she's got a mouthful of leg and a knife in her hand. And then she's like, he fell or he something. Fell. Like that. And that's the end of the episode. <laughs> oh, there's a little spiked post stinger where like. He's walking around in his new robot leg because uh, uh, Kent Kent got three pr- printing privileges and printed him a new leg. <laughs> He's able to use the 3D printer now because N- Natasha made him 3D printed 
gloves for fingerprints. Yes, fingerprints, <laughs> fingerprints on them. Yes, because he, he doesn't have fingerprints. That's one of his like, it's like a mutant or a clone or something. He's yeah, like something like that. Yeah, he's most like when you said he was mostly human, but you didn't say what the other part was, and I don't remember what it is. But like that's that's the deal with him. He's not. He's, I don't know, he's weird. He looks human, but he's not completely human. He doesn't have fingerprints. He doesn't understand social interactions. He was he was on the robot side of the robot uprising. Yes, he also does not inherently have human privileges. Um, yeah, it was. You know, he had a conversation with Art in the episode where um, Art was like, are you sure you're not a robot? Because, you know, you have these qualities that make you, you know... It, that make you similar to a robot and his response was like yes but i'm also good with numbers and have almost no emotions <laughs> like that was his counter argument against the fact that maybe he's not a robot <laughs> the show continues to get better from this episode on i thought and like the first couple episodes they're a tad on the rough side but they're they're charming enough um like i stuck with it and i'm really glad i did uh because when I finished out the season, I was like, "This show, this show wound up being pretty good and pretty well worth my time." Um, but yeah, this was the this was the turning point I think for this season for me or series for me, because you know, as I was watching it, this was a show I was watching on my own. Karen and I watched the first couple episodes, and then I polished it off on my own. And um, yeah, after this episode, like I was laughing hysterically during this whole episode the first time I saw it, like. I, and it just kept getting weirder and more demented, and that—that's when I uh, when I knew it was for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, 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 as soon as I started watching it, I saw, you know, especially Joel, and then the then Crow's voice. I was like, oh, this is this is just shy of being made for Chris. Yeah. Like this is <laughs> pretty much this is for him. I I enjoy. I was kind of surprised at how much I enjoyed it. Because it was so under the radar, it it's a it's quite an entertaining episode. I, 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 it's it's a Paul Fig joint. Yeah, that's also true. So that's a good thing. And that that to me is surprising that it wouldn't it didn't get more attention considering what a big deal Paul Fig is. Yeah, and what else is also kind of amusingly interesting is while I was IMDBing all this business, I found out that like half the cast of this show was in that new Ghostbusters movie. Yeah. <laughs> I should watch that eventually. Maybe. Yeah. yeah, maybe someday. I think that like another sad thing about this show not being so much of a success is that like uh, it, it it really makes it on the details. <laughs> there there there's a couple of things in this that like I just love. One is that Prior to, you know, Tina eating Michael's leg, what they've been subsisting on while on the planet is chicken cubes. (laughs) And it's just a totally little throwaway, cheap, like, moment. But she's like, oh, I'm going to make, I'm going to get some chicken cubes. And then they cut away to her and she's got this, like, little device that, you know, spits out little cubes out the back of it that, you know, then they eat. But it's inside of this, like, wireframe sort of rustic little tchotchke chicken that you would find in somebody's kitchen <laughs> and it's just like they made this thing they found a coffee can and shoved it inside something they found at a flea market and like that was their prop and it was adorable and perfect and there's just so many things like that attention to detail um he- the and there was that the, um 
Karen and, and um, Stuart were, they were, they don't get along so well. So this episode, they decided that instead of talking over every decision and getting in fights all the time, they would just give each other independent authority and and then they, they wouldn't fight. Um <laughs> Karen got this immense joy out of saying no. (laughs) The intensity in her eyes where she got to say no to somebody, which is like she said it several times just to get satisfaction out of it. But there was a she was so grateful for this arrangement that she sent Kent to make uh, Stuart a cup of coffee after he broke the coffee machine. And uh, he was like, uh, he requested, he tried to use that to get his 3D printing privileges because he said he has trouble with pouring. And she, that was when she did the very intense no. But the next scene, you see him bringing the coffee to Stuart, and there's coffee all over his uniform. It's so brilliant. Like, you would never even notice it, but it was just genius. There was a, there was a scene in which Natasha, all right, she is a, a computer generated image like she's always on a screen somewhere and she does all their background stuff and the you know um Stuart comes in and he like barks out like three or four things that he needs right away and she starts you know tapping away or do whatever hand motions she's doing and then there's a little conversation and he storms off and as he's storming off she yells you're welcome and and Ken's like, are, are, she yells like, "Thank you, sir. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. Thank, Thank you, you for, for saying, saying that." that. He's like, "Are you going crazy?" She's like, "No, I, I just realized it." I think it was, "Are you being stupid?" I think, they, but he says it like so sincerely, like it's an like, honest question, like it's an illness. Of he didn't some sort. say anything. Are you being stupid? <laughs> There's a lot of talent on this show too. My my favorite little moment of anybody's was uh, when the robots um, came back with Coffee Bot before they actually brought Coffee Bot in. They like came into the room and they're like, "Well, you guys thought you uh, crushed our uprising, but we have a secret weapon." <laughs> Art goes up to Karen and he's like, he's like a you know two and a half foot tall robot, but he has some sort of like propulsion that like extended his body up so he rolls right up to Karen and he's like how does it feel like you can't intimidate somebody who's a full four foot ten inches tall and she just reaches out and like very gently pats the side of his little robot head and that's her only response to his threat it's amazing (sighs) all these little things that like just you really watch it and every the more times you watch it the more little things you see because I've watched this now twice since it's been proposed, and I notice new things every time. I, I wow! So I guess I guess you guys liked this show. I'm yeah. I'm genuinely happy. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like I made a mistake bailing on you, babe. Oh <laughs> no! I don't sweet. blame you for it in the least because I only stuck with it because of my loyalty to Joel and Mystery Science Theater. Like I really feel like this. Like I said, this was the episode that. You know, this is Supergirl episode three or whatever it was. This is the <laughs> mm-hmm. episode that would that would have probably hooked us, and uh, I'm glad I stuck with it. Cool. And I'm sad that there's no more of it because Yahoo Screen is dead. <laughs> yes, I hope all of these actors put scenes from the show on their reel because if they do, they will get work, and then we will get to see them more. I've yeah. seen them it, all it, elsewhere, all of them. That fucking that. Tina man was bothering the shit out of me. I, I like I know her from somewhere, and I'm gonna figure it out. And then 
I, I looked up on her IMDb, and it it has a couple of things, none of which, like, she, oh, yes, you're correct. She was in Ghostbusters as well, but I don't remember her from Ghostbusters, and none of the other things I, I did not, they do not have an AT&T commercial girl listing on yeah, IMDb. commercials are usually on their <laughs> IMDb pages. So... I'm really sad that this wouldn't. This isn't getting a second season though, because when the show started to find its footing, it was really interesting, and I feel like there was a, there was definitely places this show could have gone, and I'm sad that it didn't get the opportunity to. And I'm really just, I'm astonished that, like, the show doesn't seem all that low budget. You know what I mean? No. Like, um, I thought it did. It doesn't like it doesn't seem Mystery Science Theater low budget. Oh. It seems like <laughs> like crappy comedy sci-fi low budget, but not. I mean, like all these actors, there aren't any. They're all kind of no names, but I don't know. The whole thing doesn't seem like it was obscenely cheap to make, and I mean, I guess I I understand that Yahoo wanted to try to carve out their own space with like Amazon Prime and all that business, but. The fact of the matter is, is that how did they put enough money into this to make this show and not promote it at all? Because the, like I said, the only reason I knew about it was because I'm a fan of Mystery Science Theater. This, I, I don't remember seeing this advertised anywhere ever. Well, not just like nobody this talked show. about it just at all. Oh, Yahoo Screens at yeah. all. Yahoo Screens in entirety. Like they had. What was the other show that they... Uh, Community. Community. That, that that show was huge. And then on top of its hugeness while it was on the air, there was that whole debacle with Hulu and all of that stuff that brought it right mm -hmm. back up into the news. Like, I don't, I don't understand. It doesn't make any yeah, sense at I, all. Yahoo had content with these two shows, and I think they had a couple other things on there, too, that I don't really understand, but... It, this was this is a botched network if there ever was one, mm -hmm. and it's a shame that this uh, their intellectual properties are what suffers from it. Not that I think I mean, I'm fairly certain the community ran its course <laughs> by this point. But uh, the fact that they even had like they were the only place to watch the new season of Community, right? And this show, <laughs> and I feel like this show maybe one of the reasons it is so good is because it was one of those things where nobody's watching. There were such low stakes. And I think what I mean about it looking cheap isn't that so much that it looked cheap, is that the quality to cost ratio is so out of balance. Like, it's really, really good. And it's not cheap, but it's like... It's like, I mean, it's like a hundred set space. <laughs> yeah. I mean, every episode is a bottle episode because they're on a spaceship. <laughs> oh, well, they were on another planet, too. Then they made a rock house, and their little rock house went back. All right. All cheap to uh, to create, I think. Yeah. So, good times. I'm glad you guys liked it. All right. Good, good, good. Um, let's take a quick break. Uh, when we get back, we'll talk some news. Stay tuned. Geekade's monthly X-Men podcast is back, and with all the mutant-related news Marvel has been coughing up lately, it was a packed show to be sure. There's Death of X Talk, some Japanese, Gold Balls, and Jonathan's Tears. Don't miss the all X-themed action, and likely incredibly foul language, 
in Mutant Musings, Episode 4, Spice World. Geekade's monthly gaming podcast is back, and with all the phlegm its hosts have been coughing up lately, it was a packed show to be sure. Our intrepid heroes fought through their colds and talked Unearthed Arcana, Trivial Pursuit, Cranium, and more. Don't miss all the gaming-themed action and incredibly sick hosts in You Shall Not Pass Go, Episode 9, Down With The Sickness. Geekade's weekly video game podcast is back, and with all the Nintendo Switch-related news Nintendo's been coughing up lately, it was a packed show to be sure. Dan and Chris dedicated the entire episode to Nintendo's latest console and discussed their hopes and fears regarding what may very well be the next big thing. Don't miss all the Switch-themed action in the Stone Age Gamer podcast episode 124, the Nintendo Switch Conversation. Geekade's weekly comic book podcast is back, and with all the everything Dan has been coughing up lately, it was a packed show to be sure. Well, it wasn't packed, with Dan because he wasn't there, because he was sick, so Changus from You Shall Not Pass Go filled in, and they all talked about anime and manga. Don't miss all the Japanese-themed action in Paper Cuts, issue 108, Jenga, with an is at the end. You can catch all this great stuff, plus tons of other articles, videos, podcasts, and more right now at geekade.com. And we're back. Thank you for checking out our commercials. Man, if you only could hear what actually happens in the background during the recording of those, it's it's, whew, it's exhausting. Um, let's talk some news. Uh, we have lost Chris for a few minutes. Not a big deal. He's fine. But Karen and I are going to carry the rest of the show. I think we can handle this. Um, yes, we can. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> Let's start off. A little election humor. <laughs> oh, yeah. I see what you did there. Today is the day. Should we talk about that? Seeing as that technically is news. It doesn't have any. Well, it does have stuff to do with TV because that's all that's on today. Today. Is- yeah, I think. But by the time uh, this drops, we'll know what we don't know right now which is who won so well the popular vote blah 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 but it's like this is this is the this will this is the day if we find out like the world ends as we know it pretty much so if you're listening to this congratulations the world didn't end basically (laughs) win for us (laughs) all right um lemony snicket is coming back yes indeed now i watched this there's a trailer out um a teaser of sorts and it i i I, when i was watching it i I felt it was like the movie and then at the end we get some neil patrick harris as a stunning representation like it was spot on it looks really good um he was unrecognizable to me because I was I didn't really pay attention to the article before I watched the trailer mm-hmm. and I was like oh who's this guy and all this makeup then that's who it turned out to be um and I I cannot remember whether I actually saw the movie so I can't say that I'm familiar with this at all but on the reputation of it being a Netflix property and Neil Patrick Harris yeah I'll check it out yeah he I don't like um I never I, I'm it's a series of books right Right, that's what it is. Yes, of. it's yeah. That's what I don't know if there is a pictorial representation of this character that they keep that they use as reference because he looks exactly like the Jim Carrey version from the the movie. So, and you're right, absolutely right. He is unrecognizable, and 
It looks like I said, looks really good. Um, coming out beginning of next year, January thirteenth on Netflix. Which is sooner than you think it. Yeah, is. I know, man. That's right around the corner. I was thinking about you know, like Sherlock when we were talking about Sherlock premiering the other day. I was like. That's not really that mm-hmm. far away. And the same thing with the Doctor Who Christmas special. Like, all these good things coming are coming, back, you guys. Yeah. Coming back. And, and 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 starting new. Um, Next up, I don't know if it was last week or a couple of weeks ago, we were talking, I brought up that the, the Nielsen ratings for ESPN. Mm-hmm. And they were like, no, yeah. no, no, that's not right. And and then Nielsen said, all right, we'll, we'll check it out. We'll look into it. And they're like, oh, no, 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 that's right. So the figures stand. ESPN lost that many viewers in the time frame so i'm not a i mean we talked about football a few weeks ago and obviously i'm a big fan of football but like sports on the whole i'm not a huge sports fan Mm -hmm. so i'm not maybe the best person to analyze this but i don't really get the appeal of espn like i don't understand what it's there for or who it's there for anymore well i feel like most of what it the news supposedly that it has like People can get on the internet. Mm-hmm. And that's why they have lost 7 million subscribers in three years. That's a huge, yeah. huge chunk. That's a huge number. So I I got, I was a little upset when I first read that the Nielsen's were like reneging, saying, oh, no, 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 you're right. Well, you, you, you did not lose that. But they actually did the research and came back and said, no, though, everything is correct. You suck. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry, not sorry, so, yeah. ESPN. <laughs> now, this next article, I feel like they're doing this just to, to break records. Because The Simpsons has been renewed for season 29 and 30. Mm-hmm. Like, two of them. Is that really... I, uh, Why not? Uh, if people keep watching it, I mean, it's... It's a, obviously a shell of its former self, mm-hmm. um, but there's there are people out there watching this show. I don't know who they are, and I don't think I want to be <laughs> friends with them. But so, uh, but if it's if it if it keeps working, if it keeps making money, I don't know why you'd stop. Yeah, I, from I think it was in this article I read somewhere that Simpsons is on multiple times every day on different channels. Mm-hmm. So it is hugely popular, but like I think after thirtieth. Season, it's gonna have just shy of 670 episodes. Like the last time mm-hmm. we spoke about this, it was because they were hitting their 600 mark, and that was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Like only one other show broke the 600 number. Gunsmoke. Gun yeah, Gunsmoke, Gunsmoke. That's right. So, I good for them. I, I, there is that 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 saying. You know, is better to, you know, die in a fiery crash or fade away and. I don't. I don't want this. Like the show is gonna turn. It's gonna get bad. It's not. That's not it's, bad oh, now. What do you mean gonna? It's not bad now. Like, it's still mildly watchable. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's not fair because I checked out of The Simpsons a while back, and so I can't really speak to its quality. And there is something to be said for long-running comedies, like having a renaissance or a revival. Like if you look at Saturday Night Live, obviously. When it started, was it was at its peak, mm-hmm. and it you know went on a steady but very slow decline, um, and like somewhere around the late '90s, early 2000s, I think it went in the shitter, mm-hmm. 
And that's when a lot of people our age, our generation, stopped watching mm-hmm. it. But the very recent stuff from that show, I think is great. I think it's made a real comeback. And so, you know, if SNL can do it, maybe The Simpsons can do it too. Well, the thing with SNL is it all depends on their cast. And for The Simpsons, it's been the same. That's true. Same cast the entirety of the the, the run. Um, right. But the writing staff has changed. That's true. You have a point there. All right, I'm going to, we have a list. This is a little, you know, behind the the curtain. We have a list of articles that we send to each other. And I'm going to skip the next two for the possibility of a returning Chris. Because one of them, if he doesn't return, I'm not going to talk about it all. <laughs> At all. <laughs> uh, okay by me. <laughs> Let's talk about Stranger Things season two. <laughs> yes. We haven't gotten to talk about that show on this show yet. We haven't? Did we just talk about that in private? (laughs) I think so. I don't remember us talking about it on the air. And I feel like we, Chris and I watched it Uh, while we were not doing the show. Okay. So I I just changed what show we're going to talk about next week. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Stranger Things season two, a couple of cast members, or a couple of cast additions have been announced. And I don't know how I feel about them. I mean, I okay. Mm-hmm. Sean Austin, that's I love him for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> because he's Rudy. Is that it? Is it? Is it? Is it the Rudy effect? <laughs> um, you can't not love Sean Austin between that and Samwise Gamgee. That's true. That's true. Um, Paul Reiser. This is this is he's the one that I have. I'm questioning. Like I'm not 100 percent on how I feel about him. Yeah. Mm, exactly. I, I'm with you on that. And Leanna, haha, Berthslam. Ursuline, uh, you got me. She's pal. new, like she's yes, she's an unknown. She's an unknown, but they're like Sean Austin and Paul Reiser are like st- classic television. Uh, they're just staples. Like Sean Austin has been around forever, and he just keeps yeah, I mean, popping wasn't up. Wasn't he one of the Goonies? He was. He was a Goonie. He was a Goonie, which makes a lot of sense for this show. Um. He is. He's going to play a a store owner, a friend of the mother, the Winona Ryder character. So they went to high school together. Um, mm-hmm. That's. I mean, we're really not getting much information about what the the, the next season is going to be. Um, but the the cast, the original cast, is returning, except for I think no. My understanding is the whole cast is going to return. If it's at least in some sort of flashback, because a couple of characters have died, mm-hmm. so we won't go any further into that. But the the question was whether they we're going to do a continuation of the story, or mm-hmm. a, 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 a like from another generation or another era. And I'm actually very yeah, like glad, more of an anthology, anthology series right. type thing. I'm very glad that they're keeping this cast of characters because they're phenomenal. They are really good. They are, yeah, especially the kids. They're all great. Mm-hmm. I think the thing that makes me most excited about Sean Astin being in this is the description of his character in this article. A kind-hearted former nerd. Yeah. Aww. Aww. That's, That's that him, just sums up, like, every character Sean Astin's ever played. That's what the man does, and he does it well. So, well, it's next next year. What, 2017? Yeah. So, but it's coming. Which is good. All right. Um, Direct TV 
is uh, doing the smart thing. Now, my 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 experience with Directv is is my mom has Directv at her house, okay, because she doesn't have any other real cable options way out in the boonies. Apparently, AT, um, Directv and AT and T are TV, teaming up to bring Directv Now, which is a, an online live television service. Yeah, similar to what we were talking about last week with Slang and uh, mm-hmm. Hulu Now or whatever the fuck they're calling it. And the 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 I guess the added bonus to this one is they're going to have a VOD like list that's over 14,000 movies or movies and television shows i think that's what it said it's in here somewhere i'm trying i'm gonna i'm scanning the article to get that oh yeah now i see exactly where you're saying it you're right 14,000 that's huge that's -hmm. like up up there with netflix which is great um we can't we got it there's a, a listing here of the stations that are available Got to take all that with a grain of salt because none of this has been officially announced yet because this was all leaked. This is all leaked, yeah. <laughs> the other thing that's it's got another, um, it's got the same weird idiosyncrasy that uh, we were talking about with um, Sling last week is that certain channels are only available to be watched on certain devices or a certain number of screens. Mm-hmm. Like NBC is one for them where that they have that weird deal. They, yeah, the the one with it, with this and NBC is you can only watch it on a computer. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Which I don't want to watch things on my computer. Well, yeah, but on like is is there a way for it to stop you because like a Mac can throw it to an Apple TV. Yeah, it can. Which is what we do a lot, especially with the CW app. Mm-hmm. Um, but that can get very uh, wonky, <laughs> delayed. Yeah, okay. it can. There's a lag. That's okay. the word. I'm laggy. Well, with this, if depending on your the strength of your Wi-Fi or gotcha. or your Comcast fucking bullshit service, <laughs> allow me to stand in for my absent husband for a moment. Comcast <laughs> is bullshit. Um, it's gonna have the availability of. Over a hundred channels. Uh, the starting price will be th- uh, allegedly thirty-five bucks a month, which is about average for these services. Um, every time I see one of these lists, I look for AMC, and I never see mm-hmm. it. I never see AMC. Yeah. This one does have like- CBS though. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, good for that. No CW. <laughs> you can get you can get your criminal minds on. Well, that was that. The reason I look for those is because they have their own dedicated apps. Right, which is why I feel like AMC isn't on any of these lists. Mm-hmm. I know they have their own app, but you need a cable login. Mm-hmm. I feel like that might be the net, like the next. Um, what do you call it? The HBO. Now HBO go. has their own. Like you can just pay for it. Mm-hmm. Um, AMC, I feel like, could go that direction because they have that level of quality programming. Yeah, absolutely. The one thing I don't see in this DirecTV that I am curious about is that it doesn't mention the football package and whether <laughs> that would be available through their live streaming internet service. Because if so, um, uh, you mean like Chris their, their, their season ticket thing? Yeah, uh, yeah. If that if if that were available. 
with this, uh, we would not be getting Sling. We would be getting this. (laughs) Because the only reason we don't have DirecTV where we live now is that there's nowhere to place a dish where it can get sick. Oh, interesting. Otherwise, we would would have that. Okay, because of the the football. You like the football. That's what you're telling. Do you like the football, (laughs) even though my my Steelers season is pretty much over? Here, side note, football football talk for a second. My company, we have a, a fantasy football league going on, and mm-hmm. and I have the best record. What? Yeah, seven and one. Okay. okay. You want to know? Congratulations. Thank you. I greatly appreciate that. I give absolutely no shit about it whatsoever. The only reason I'm enjoying it is because Everybody else is so upset. Pissed off, yeah. It's always that asshole who's like, just randomly picks stuff. I'm that asshole. Doesn't care. That's the guy who wins. That's so annoying. I'm sorry. Uh, But as as I don't play fantasy football, I don't care. Oh, there you go. There you go. All right. And possibly the final article for this evening. (laughs) I'm going to give it the time. Um, This is... Awesome news to me. I don't know if this means anything to you, Karen, but it really does. Okay, Young Justice season three is being made. Um, Young Justice is a DC superhero cartoon. Teens. It was really, really well done, and a lot of people are upset when it got canceled after the second season. And if I'm not mistaken, that was like three years ago. It's getting picked up again by Cartoon Network. I want to say. Not 100%. Um, but we will be getting... Oh, wait, no. Well, no, yeah, it ended in 2013, so three-plus years ago. Um, we're going to get a season three, and it's a continuation, which is exactly what we've, as fans of it, we're looking for. <laughs> the only uh, the only comments I have on this story is that I saw a great meme earlier where uh, it was... Joe Biden saying, Obama, you only have like time to do one more thing while you're still in office. And Obama is saying, I know exactly what to do. And it's like Young Justice season three. <laughs> and they they lovingly embrace each other. I saw that meme. It was awesome. Um, it was really good for, I mean, Chris would be talking about this more because he, he gets more into the shows than I do. I watch them for entertainment value. He just like his... Yeah, Dragon Ball Z stuff and whatnot. But it was a very well done. Not very. It's not. It wasn't meant for kids. Well, it was sort of meant for kids, not young kids. But it's just good, good television. And it was a shame that it got canceled as quickly as it did because a lot of the other DC cartoons lasted much longer, much, much longer than this. And I'm just happy to see that you know. We're getting at least another season. When you say the other DC cartoons, are you talking like Justice League Unlimited? And Justice League Unlimited, Batman the Animated Series, uh, Superman the Animated Series. Gotcha. Like, they, each one of those lasted a couple of seasons, but then they changed like the name of it. Like it was Justice League. And then that went for like two or three seasons. And then it became Justice League Unlimited. And it just slightly modified itself, but it still continued the same quality of show. So, if you really want to laugh sometime, you should hear me my my uh, sung version of the lyrics that I made up to the Justice League Unlimited show. I will theme song. At, at some point in time, we will hear that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I feel like we should mention the last story. Oh. I'll take it if you want, so you don't have to touch it. <laughs> I, I, I quickly scanned over it because in see we use a, a program called Slack and Chris posted this this article and he says I'll mention this briefly I promise not to spend too much time on it <laughs> I, and I, and I actually had to click into it because I don't totally get the yeah, Dragon Ball stuff when he talks about it. So I had to read this to find out what the hell. But Dragon Ball Super, which I gather is an animated, uh, is a uh, a show that airs in Japan mm-hmm. and you can get streaming on the internet. Yes. Is getting a an English dub. So <laughs> the company that makes it will start simulcasting the newest episode this weekend. Oh, okay. So the dub, the English dub is in production, but we don't know where we're going to get it. Mm-hmm. But the th- Funimation and Toei Animation announced Dragon Ball Super English dub is in production. Yep. So that's a good thing. Uh, newest episode. For those of you who like Dragon Ball Super. Right. Um, I, Which I'm, there sure are fans of it out there. God bless mm-hmm. you. I What got, what I found weird was it was in like, Though Funimation didn't say when we can expect the dub, Funimation is adding the English subtitled episodes of Dragon Ball Super. I'm reading the article and the advertisement just keeps freaking going off in my ear. Uh, Episodes of Dragon Ball Super 1 through 10 and 47 through 64 to its library at 10 a.m. today. Episodes 11 through 46 will be added once subtitling has been completed. So they did 1 through 10 and then just skipped fucking 40 episodes? I I don't know. Like, I mean, yeah, that's what they did. I feel like the reason for that would maybe be, like, they want to do the most recent ones, mm-hmm. obviously. And then maybe if the most recent ones get uh, an audience... They go back. Then those people uh-huh. might want to go back to the beginning, so they make the first few available, and while they're still working on the rest. So at least there's something there to try and bring in new viewers. So while they're doing the new ones, they're working on their backlog as well to catch up. All right, yeah, that makes sense. I'll buy that for a dollar. <laughs> I will take your dollar. <laughs> all right, that's all I got, Karen. Oh wait. Here comes Chris. I think he has a comment on the Dragon Ball story. <laughs> Is he running with the child? <laughs> I yes. cannot hear you. Okay. Putting my earphone in right now. So if you want to talk to me, I can hear you. Okay. So I just kind of overheard what you were talking about. Um, the reason I posted the Dragon Ball Super story and the reason I thought it was interesting is because it has been on for quite a long time. And Dragon Ball is an incredibly popular property and the fact that it's taken this long for Funimation to you know for somebody to get the rights to actually uh, dub it in English is pretty weird because this show is basically money in the Mm bank Um, to your point what I think what you guys were just talking about how you were wondering why they're going to be simulcasting like new episodes uh, in Japanese as well as the you know original episodes in English is because there's a considerable contingent of uh, American viewers who just, they're not interested in the Japanese. They don't want to read subtitles. You know, it really just comes down to that. Like, there's a lot of people who 
are waiting on watching the show, even though it's available to them, because they want to watch it in English. And I, honest to God, I didn't even think about subtitles. Yeah, yeah, the show is all subtitled Got it. currently, because, you know, Got it. it's a lot of high-pitched screaming and whatnot, yes. <laughs> unless you know Japanese. Uh, but yeah, I thought that was a really interesting story, uh, obviously, because I love Dragon Ball Super. I've been watching it since the beginning uh, with subtitles on it. Um, yeah, the English dub ought to be interesting. The voice cast is a bunch of really cool dudes so, uh, and dudes. So the, the subtitling is done for episodes 1 through 10 and 47 through 64. No English uh, dubbing is done yet. That is okay. correct. That's I just and there there has been unofficial subtitles for all the episodes so far. Gotcha. Okay. Beautiful. Right. Baby squeaking at me. <laughs> Chris out. <laughs> thud thud. Microphone drop. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. I guess it's down to me to do the spiel. Oh, you got the spiel. <laughs> Uh, I have a rough approximation of the spiel. Karen! <laughs> oh, Chris says he can do the spiel. I can do the spiel. I'm not putting my headphones in, so I can't hear you. So you better not be talking. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. <laughs> you can get in touch with us at mail at geekade.com, as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit. You can like us on Facebook with both the Geekade page and the This Week's Episode page. Find us on Instagram at Geekade, subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels for all our latest video content, and follow us on Twitter at the underscore Geekade, or follow the show specifically at Twepcast. You can find us individually on Twitter. I'm at Geekade Chris. Evan is at Geekade underscore underscore Evan I'm not going to wait for you because I can't hear you and Karen is at shoot underscore the underscore moon if you're interested in more information about anything we discussed tonight be sure to check out the show notes and while you're at it you can also subscribe to this and any of our other wonderful podcasts on iTunes where if you're super nice you can leave us a review because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated again always remember to keep your eyes on geekade.com where we post something new every single day back to you Evan and if that really is unusable just copy paste from a previous episode no one will know Chris out again He's a wonderful man. <laughs> he sure is. <laughs> All right. So I'll get to announce. All right. Originally, my choice was going to be, for next week's episode of this week's episode, was going to be Silicon Valley. Now, seeing as it was brought to my attention that we have not spoken about Stranger Things at all on the show, ah, we're going to watch... Stranger Things, the pilot, season one, episode one. So we can meet everybody and learn how it all begins. Okay? Sounds good to me. Yeah. I have no problem revisiting it. Maybe we could chat about it and maybe talk a little bit later on, like further on in the show. But I want to concentrate on the first episode. All right. I think that's it. I think we did a hell of an episode, Karen. Thanks. Who the hell needs Chris? <laughs> as long as we can get that spiel down, we'll rock it. And Dragon Ball Super will be set. <laughs> he, he gave us the answer. We'll just copy paste it. <laughs> Very good. Good point. Good point. All right. From all of us here at this week's episode, I'm Evan. I'm Karen. And I make the puns. <laughs> good night. <laughs> And this concludes our broadcast day.